El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, it's, I mean, it's just me and Jeff. Do I have to do this every time? I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is Jeff. We do this. We do podcasts. Jeff does a bunch. I do a bunch. And then you listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host on his best behavior, Jeff May. I'm always on my best behavior, and but, I'm glad to be here, Adam Todd Brown. But you didn't do the thing where you mock me when I don't try do to that. Talk. So that's weird. And I think we now have proof because people are watching. Yeah, but uh, there's no guest, so you can't even prove that people are watching. So I mean, there are people that can let you know in the comments. What comments? This is an audio medium, Jeff. There's no comments. There's nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like you're dumb. Uh, that might be true, but yes. there's still no comments. <clears throat> hey, Jeff, how's it going? You haven't been here for a couple weeks because I hate you. I know. Well, the thing about it is, is I hate me too. So that sure, works sure. forever. I know I'm good. You know, as of uh, the release of this, I'm home. I'm in Massachusetts and um, I probably am already ready to come back. Oh, that's why I feel so much better. Because you're so much further away. Because I'm out of town, yeah. Yeah. It's like a weight lifted off my chest. It's great. Jeff's out of town. I'm in town. And we're here to answer your questions today. We put this call out for questions, and man, we got a lot. So this is probably going to be a few episodes. Yeah, this is going to be a month of unbombs. Yeah, because I didn't even look. Did we get questions on Discord also? We have about four, okay. four or five questions on the Discord. Yeah. on Twitter. Holy. Twitter went wild. Y'all were wild in... As we, the kids say. We picked the right time to post this question or the call for questions. You know what I mean. We're doing that thing where we answer your questions. This is also a thing we do every month as a bonus episode on a show called 69 Minutes. So if you ever wanted to subscribe and hear things like this happen a whole bunch, me and Chet Wild host that. And then we usually have a guest. Alfo. What <laughs> band do you guys harass on that episode? Uh, fastball still. They're actually part <sighs> of the show. Those poor bastards. Crazy. Yeah. So should we get into questions? Yeah. You want me to start with the Discord first? Yeah. Why not? That way you Let's can get those lunatics uh, out of the way. So Adam, ragged underscore company on the Unpops Discord server asks, sure. what's the most important feature you look for in a house? In a house? In a house, which is a very cute question. Yeah. I don't know how many in... houses people think us podcast hosts are out here buying. Um, and where do you think we live? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was buying a house, I would want a nice yard and, I don't know, gun turrets. If we're talking a full-on house, just give me whatever you want to give me. It's fine. Yeah. One is, can I afford to live in it? Yes. That's like a huge <laughs> one for me. <laughs> Number one. Will is, someone uh, sell it to me? That is, is the will, first thing I will look for. Will some <laughs> shitty boomer not try to rip me off and charge 
well over the asking price or whatever. But the other one is, can I fit in it? Mm. Um, which has been a problem when I was buying houses back in the day. It's half the time I couldn't fit through the doorways or sit on the toilet without my knees pressing into the wall. That is like a weird thing. Yeah, like if we're talking just places to live, then it's a question I can answer. Like I like storage. I like when there's closets and places to put shit. Even though oh, I yeah. don't have much stuff, I like what stuff I have to be out of the way. I like a spacious bathroom. When we had that studio in Burbank, do you remember the bathroom in that fucking place? It was I like sure a do. broom closet that also had a shower in it. It was a nightmare. It was offensive to me trying to use that bathroom. I felt bad when people would have to use that bathroom, especially if I knew they were going to have to sit. Oh, man. It's like stick a yeah. leg out the window. You might be more comfortable. So yeah. that's, that's what we look for. That's what we look for in a that's house. A, Maybe it was a typo when they met horse. So, yeah, that could be it. And uh, honestly, the thing I look for, 25 stories high. I was going to say it's probably the same uh, with thing. the Just, soul of the devil. Can you fit inside it? <laughs> Jeff fucks horses. <laughs> that's not nice. Donna asks, if we were going to become a chimera, what animals would we smash up to be? I would do two dragons. I want to be a cat and a dog. Like cat dog. Yeah, I want to be fast like a cat, but fun like a dog. Cats can be fun anyway. Yeah, but not as fun. You can get it out of them, but not like dogs. Like dogs like to party. Dogs are always ready to party. You got to catch a cat at the right time. But a dog, always down. DTF, down to fetch. (laughs) I don't know, because I always am like, would I want to be badass or approachable as a chimera? Because that's also like an important question. Like a lion snake? Yeah. That just makes me seem like a mid-boss in a video game. Yeah, you want approachable but lethal, I would argue. So I would be like a cat oh, dog, yeah. but I want like Rottweiler or Pitbull dog. Oh, I've got a good idea. Ready? No. Cheetah and Sloth. Oh, that's interesting. That's just going to be like right? a normal speed. It's going to balance it's out. It's a regular speed animal, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Lennon and McCartney of traits. They're just going to even each other out. Yeah. Adam, Mike Loop 86 on the Unpops Discord says, cream soda, yay or nay? To which I say, a resounding yay. Fuck yeah. Super duper yay. Love a cream soda. Hell yeah. That's it? That was just and the then, question. <laughs> well, he has a follow-up, which is, name an actor or actress whose movies you've avoided, not due to anything lacking in their performance, but because you just couldn't vibe with them. For example, I'm like this with Kevin Costner. Something about seeing him on the screen triggers revulsion and or flight or fight. I think you need to talk to somebody about that, Mike. Couldn't tell you if he's actually a bad actor. Is there any... uh, No. Are there any actors you just avoid? It always frustrates me when I mention a movie and someone will be like, oh, but I don't like that one actor. It's like, okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's still a good movie. This person's not injecting their personal opinions into the film. I have absolutely no actors or actresses or musicians or performers that just the sight of them puts me off of a film ever. Yeah. Even people that I think are repugnant, I have enjoyed in films, you know, like, it's just like, I I fucking hate James Woods, but Digstown fucks. Yeah. I can't fuck with Jay Moore, but I like small soldiers. I mean, uh, we all love small soldiers. Yeah. It's gremlins, but with toys. Yeah. It's all shit right there for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm in there. There aren't any actors that I think... I mean, it's always just like sometimes the quality of an actor, you know their movie won't be good. If you're like Kevin Sorbo, and you're like, well, that's just because he's in bad movies. Well, yeah. Yeah. I actually don't believe people most of the time 
when they're like, oh, I can't watch that movie because I don't like that actor. Like, I'm sorry, person who asked the question. I don't believe you have a fight or flight response to seeing Kevin Costner. I believe it the same way I believe people were actually sick to their stomach when the Staples Center changed its name to Crypto.com Arena. You didn't give a fuck. Why would you give a fuck? No one cared. You weren't sick to your stomach. Shut up. If you were sick to your stomach, say, go to the doctor. Something's wrong. I will say to the opposite there, I get really mad when people are like, I don't like Tom Cruise movies. And it's like, those are the best movies. <laughs> like Those yeah. are so good. Like, yeah. I get he's a fucking weirdo, but did you not see fucking Live, Die, Repeat? Yeah. You didn't see Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, Tom Cruise is a good example. I think Tom Cruise is someone that people hate just because they think they're supposed to. It's like, yeah, yeah. I get he's been in Scientology since he's a kid, but that makes him almost kind of a victim also. Like, they got yeah, him yeah. He, very he, he early. He a victim of Mimi Rogers' fine ass. <laughs> right? Which, who wouldn't join a religion for Mimi Rogers? Yeah, especially like 82, 83 Mimi Rogers? Yeah. Are Come you on. fucking kidding me? Come on. I'll join Scientology uh, uh, right now. Yeah, just as a thought that Mimi Rogers will spit on my back when I'm not looking. Um, Adam, Jill from the Unpops Discord says, who would you rather deal with in a horror movie? Jared Leto with a bow and arrow or Anya Taylor-Joy with a 10-inch Bowie knife? I mean, for uh, several reasons, Anya Taylor-Joy with a Bowie knife. Jared See, Leto. the opposite. If Jared Leto in a bow and arrow, like he's going to be able to just snipe you from a distance. I don't want that. Yeah, but that dipshit never wins in those movies. Did you ever see him get his ass beat in Panic Room? Yeah, I mean, that's probably why he brought a bow and arrow this time. I'd f I would fuck him up with a bow and arrow. So I don't trust Anya Taylor-Joy with a 10-inch Bowie knife because she seems like she'd be spinny. And that seems like something I wouldn't want to have to deal with. I could fuck Jared Leto up. Just do He I takes have, one shot and misses. Do I have weapons also? Because You get to use the other person as your weapon. Well, then, yeah, then I'm going to use Jared Leto as a human shield. Yeah, or I want to beat Jared Leto to death with Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, like he's going to get stabbed, and then I'm going to disarm Anya Taylor-Joy and calm her down. And then you'll fall in love. Uh, no, I'm married, but I'm also not going to hit Anya Taylor-Joy. I liked Queen's Gambit a whole lot. Adam, it's a movie. Oh, okay, then, yeah, I'm going to punch the shit out of both of them. I'm going to punch her with Jared Leto's fist. Just liver shots right yeah. there. <laughs> just fucking body blows all day. <laughs> just dropping them down. They're making faces like punch out <laughs> villains. All right. Grumblebee says, for no reason in particular, who is a famous person you'd like to slap in the face? Elon Musk. Mm. Elon Musk is a good choice. Jeff Bezos, I would love to smack the shit out of. Honestly, uh, any billionaire that isn't Richard Branson. Yeah. Any of them. Like Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. I wouldn't mind. Mark Zuckerberg, I would really like to smack the shit out of him. I know it's a race and it's definitely a competition, but I don't know if anyone's done more to ruin the fucking world than Facebook. Like, yeah, man, Amazon yeah. has bad work practices and they put companies out of business. Facebook encourages genocides. They are being sued by refugees in Myanmar right now because they did not do anything to prevent a fucking genocide. Facebook should be burned to the fucking ground. So I changed my answer, Mark Zuckerberg, before yeah. anyone else. And then sub question, is there a famous person you'd like to be slapped by? And why is it Zoe Kravitz? It would not be Zoe Kravitz. No, uh, she's too young for me, I think. I'm too she, old for her. Yeah, and she whined too much when High Fidelity got canceled by Hulu. It's like it wasn't that good of a show. Calm down. I don't know. I don't want any of these motherfuckers slapping me. Tom Waits. I'd let Tom Waits slap me. He seems cool. Yeah. Or someone uh, like someone where it's not like Flavor Flav. I want to get slapped by Flavor Flav. 
That would be nice. Yeah. I bet Ice-T would be a good slap to receive. I don't trust Ice-T. He's played a cop for 25 years and he was in the military. I don't trust sure. Ice-T as far as I can fucking throw him. And that's not very uh, far. I've tried. I would say. Yeah, you were at his wedding. I was at Ice-T's wedding to Coco, yes. Which is wild. I would pick Carlo Gugino for, for reasons, for mm. personal reasons. Yeah, that's not bad. That's my answer forever. It's a good choice. Uh, all right, Adam. Bob Grenville asks on the Unpops Discord, which would you rather take on in a fight? One warhorse-sized staircase owl or 100 owl-sized warhorses? And buddy, that's an easy, easy answer. Oh, I'm taking on a hundred owl-sized horses. Without question. I'm Without not... question. One giant owl? Are you fucking kidding me? Can you imagine the talons on that thing? Yeah, what are we in, The Hobbit? Yeah. I'm not going to fucking... I need Jared Leto's bow and arrow skills so he can fucking shoot him in the, in the one soft spot. I wouldn't fight one regular-sized owl if given the choice between that and a hundred owl-sized horses. I'm still taking the horses because I'm just going to kick those things all across kingdom come oh my, oh my god yeah it would be like a sweep yeah i am gonna adam small... vinatieri those motherfuckers for oh, days yeah. you, you know what i do i'd get to the ground and just roll over them like a steamroller but a real owl like it gets to swoop down try something that yeah. doesn't work then it's just gonna fly back up and come yeah. up with another plan and try it again later you're gonna end up a pellet yeah it's gonna be a lifetime ordeal fighting a regular owl yeah i don't want to have to do that are you kidding me and the staircase uh, owls, they're murderers. Like, they are yeah. first-degree murderers. I think all owls are murderers, to be fair. Owls are one of the worst animals, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and especially that thing where they exorcist their asses over and they just... Yeah, they, they turn, turn their, head. their heads and look around and they sneak behind you. They're like, I don't got a spine, mother... Yeah, birds I'm are the worst cursed. animal and owls are the worst of the birds. <laughs> birds, birds, birds. Birds are the worst. Birds are nerds. Fucking nerd-ass birds. <laughs> fucking flying um, and shit. Yeah, fucking nerds. Oh, I'm sorry. You two, give me a cool flightless bird. You yeah. Have to, <laughs> yeah. I like a I wanna, penguin. I want to fight a penguin. No, I don't. I want to be friends with one. No, no. I want to fight like an ostrich, though. I feel like that would be a good fight. That's a fair fight right there. I think fighting them like fuck that. you up. Yeah. Tie its neck in a knot. Yeah, that can fly just enough to slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fighting a cassowary. Yeah. Oh, there it is in the chat. All right, Adam. We have shifted away from the Discord. If you are a member of the Unpops Discord, thank you so much. And we are moving on to twi Twister.com. Twister Is questions, yes. Twister. About Chicago rapper Twista. About famed terrible juice Twister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have that shit? No, I don't remember that. Where they're like orange juice and cranberry mixed. And you're like, what is happening? Remember Five Alive? That was kind of yeah. like that. It was like super citrus, right? Yeah. It was like... What if we just like, throw we put a every citrus juice in one container? It's going to not be good. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now, where they're just like, do you like lemonade? Like, do. But like, what if we put limes in it? And you're like, all right, okay. And they're like, yeah. and a grapefruit. And you're like, I'm, I'm sorry? Or Sunny D. Do you like orange juice? What if we put candy in it? Oh. Oof. Sunny D is, <laughs> it's in horrifying. my opinion, it's the most foul. And it like, it leaves like a film in your mouth because <laughs> it's like melted candy it's gross <laughs> what is wrong with you people uh stop drinking sunny d all right yeah we got 52 replies on twitter <laughs> so you gotta stop get me through them all this one. <laughs> bill wall on twitter says adam if you liked sports what would you think of runner on second in extra innings and universal dh and any other new rules i don't know i don't like the changes to over time rules in general i don't like that football 
is so up in arms just because the Chiefs beat the Bills in the playoffs this year. Like, so what? Play better defense. The Bills lost that game because their defense fucking fell apart at the end of that game in regular time and overtime. The extra runner on second, I don't know. I like when a game goes to extra innings. I don't like the runner on second idea. I don't, I'm actually not opposed to universal DH only oh, because I I'm yeah. the investment of pitchers and then fucking put them in sort of the batting position. I don't know. I like the idea of the universal DH. It's not every day you get to be the angels and have your pitcher knocking dingers out all the time like it's the goddamn the scout yeah, and it's cool for him because there's been some kind of tweak to the rule where on games where he pitches after he leaves the game can come back in as their designated hitter, which is fucking rad. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to see Shohei Otani play at some point. He seems like one of those athletes where you're going to want to be like, I saw him in person. Yeah, was- you live like... 40 minutes from yeah that yeah stadium. i can definitely go i can definitely go i uh, might you could, even it might be expensive it'll be a little expensive but it won't be bad like remember when strasburg was pitching for the nationals and like they were not selling tickets ever and then his games they were all sold oh, out yeah. and then it would go yeah. back that's why i ended up seeing so many goddamn wakefield games back in boston is people didn't like seeing wakefield games and i loved them because they were so wild yeah. You know, it was like Pedro and Schilling and like all these, you know, aces. And then they're like, and Wakefield. Yeah. Universal DH is great because otherwise there's just one spot in the lineup where it's boring. You know, there's someone coming up who just absolutely cannot hit the ball unless it's Shohei Otani or someone like that. So, yeah, I'm off. I'm glad. I'm very glad that they have instituted Universal DH. Yeah, I'm in. So Jesse of the All the Kingsmen podcast, shout out Jesse! to that podcast. We, thanks for we, the tickets. Uh, thanks for the tickets. It was a great game that you let us go to. Jesse asks, why don't you guys like sports? Which is a weird question because actually only Adam doesn't like sports. It seems like there's a misconception out there because I do actually like sports. I watched sports just last night. In fact, I watched the Kansas Jayhawks pull off the biggest comeback in NCAA championship game history to defeat the North Carolina Tar Heels, who were the number one Kansas Jayhawks defeating the eight seeded UNC Tar Heels. Yeah, but they just barely beat them like North Carolina. They were on fire at the end of the season. But I like sports. So I mean, I like sports, but I feel like I have a healthy relationship with sports like i don't get angry if my team loses i don't like sulk around the house i knew a guy once man i was visiting this motherfucker in oregon i had never been to oregon in my entire life and there was a lakers playoff game and the lakers lost and that motherfucker abandoned us in oregon for like four days because he was so mad that the lakers lost it's like what you are an adult like, you should have beat that guy with a fucking roll of dimes in your hand, man. But, yeah, I don't know. I think sports are fun. I like sports. Yeah, they're fun. And live sports are great. Mostly. Live football, football. sucks. Yeah. That's one of the things that I really love about our synthesis is that we both agree that football is by far the worst sport to ever watch live. And I honestly feel the people that are like really excited to go to football games, there's something wrong with them. And one thing you got to take into account is how expensive football tickets are. So most of those people there are like sort of well off. Even if they're beating people to death in the parking lot, they're probably doing all right in real life. It's like going to the fucking 1% party. I don't want to fucking deal with the NFL, man. 
the thing about the NFL is that in New England, at least, it's kind of the opposite where it's just like dirtbag Disneyland. It's like their big trip is to go get into a fight with a Buffalo Bills fan. Like, that's their big vacation. Yeah. So they save up and they go to these expensive-ass games and they just make complete assholes of themselves. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I'm looking at it through L.A. lenses where, like, the Bears played the opening regular season game with fans at SoFi Stadium was Bears versus Rams. And I thought about going, and the shittiest, the absolute shittiest tickets were $365. And that was, like upper level nosebleed tickets and man fuck that. fuck off i am not paying that to watch the game on the big screen at sofi like <laughs> you, you know how much home. pizza you get at home for that much yeah that one ticket could finance your entire season of football watching essentially like you could pay for nfl sunday ticket for that much yeah then see it better yeah i don't really understand that the experience it's not going to the movies yeah that's the thing the experience is bad when when you're talking football it's not good is the experience better in like dallas maybe like would that be something or if you're in like a box or if you're in really really good seats maybe yeah you know when it's best is if you're in a box and there's TVs that show the yes. game when yes. you're in the box. Because I feel like you need replays and you need announcers and you need all that with football because football is a very complex sport. It's not like baseball. You can't just follow the ball and know exactly what's happening. It's more baseball is just I hate to speak like the kids, but baseball is just a vibe when you go to a baseball game. It really is. Yeah. Like you go to a baseball game to just chill and then freak out for like a total of six minutes yeah, baseball yeah. will let you know when you need to pay attention. Other than that, just hang out with your friends and have a good time. It's fucking and then great. Hockey and basketball, just a delight live. Both. Those both rule in person, yeah. And a, a shout out to Jesse, because those seats that he got us for the Bruins-Kings game were unbelievable. Yeah. Andres Alvarez on uh, Twitter.com says, love all you do. Thanks so much. And I have two food-related questions. Oh, no. Andres, you greedy son of a bitch. Two questions. Adam, given your Wisconsin affinity, do you have any opinion on Kringles? Like, do you not like them? Do you have flavors you enjoy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I saw this question earlier, and I meant to Google to make sure Kringles are what I'm thinking they are. They're racist Pringles. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I fucking love a Kringle. You can't, yeah, yeah, who it doesn't is, like a Kringle, man? They're great. It, yeah, it is what I'm thinking. It's like a round, shape, an oval-shaped pastry. It's, it's like a, a gigantic pop- fucking Danish that you can it's cut a, into pieces. It's a circle Pop-Tart. Yeah, yeah. But it's who like it's an like that? elaborate Pop-Tart. Yeah, in Wisconsin. That's just regular Pop-Tarts, Adam. In Wisconsin, they sell these things as like school fundraisers all the time. That's where you really get your Kringle action happening. Yeah, I fucking love it. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? I want a Kringle right now. Yeah. Talking about practice. A raspberry Kringle? An apple Kringle? Come on. I would fuck with apple Kringle. I'll tell you what. I've never had a bad apple fritter. I know Mm. that this isn't the thing here, but... I mean, I like an apple fritter. I think I've had a bad one, but... The 7-Eleven apple fritter is good, and that's saying something. Yeah, I just never go for the the fritter. It's not my donut of choice. Well, it's hard in a donut place because donuts are fucking awesome. And an apple fritter is usually the size of a dinner plate. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I don't have the space for this. Um, Andre's second question is, what is the best flavor of M&M? Is it peanut or does another steal the crown? I love the way you wrote that (laughs) question, dude. Or does another steal the crown? Coming up on True TV, the best peanut M&M flavor. I gave it away, peanut. I like peanut. It is my preferred M&M to shoplift. 
But from a flavor perspective, the peanut butter M&M is mm. preferred. I yeah. just like the peanut because it's like a slightly healthier version and I'm a Shut dipshit. No, I know. I'm a, I said I'm a dipshit yet, you dumb asshole. Yeah, I like the peanut M&M. I like all M&Ms. I celebrate all M&Ms. They're all good. They're the all good. Pretzel Except, M&M? No, 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 no. They're not all good. I'm going to disagree with you on there. There's a candy corn M&Ms. Oh, no. That's that And there are like horrifying. white chocolate M&Ms. Let's leave the seasonal M&Ms out of this. Yeah. I did like the pretzel M&M. That was tasty. It was like a salty liked- pretzel chocolate M&M. Oof. Big fan of the mint M&M when they had those. That seems a little overbearing. That's like eating a but, whole box of mints at once. That's too much. But you're like a small bag of regular. They were the regular M&Ms. They weren't like a larger filled M&M. It's just that the chocolate was cut with mint, too. And that fucked. Jeff, I know how. A, I'm going to kick you in the back. Mint M&M would work. Yeah. I don't think you do. I say peanut. I like peanut butter, but peanut is my go to. Um, easier uh, to find. That's for sure. Easier to find. And it fills you up a little bit better, too. Mm hmm. It's like a meal. Um, all right. Norm from Cheers asks, what's your favorite bit that another comedian has done? I feel like we're going to have the same answer. Go ahead. Is it Trevor Smith's I was motherfuckers be like dancing and shit? I was thinking of that, and I, I <laughs> knew you were going to pick that because it's incredible. You know what's really hard, and it's almost generic at this point to say, but like, give me any six minutes from a Mulaney special, and it's probably going to be something that I will think about forever. Yeah. Which, again, it seems like a generic answer at this point in time. But yeah, from local comics, yeah, <laughs> Trevor Smith's motherfuckers be like dancing and shit is very fun. Danny Palumbo also has some absolute killers on his Good Morning Mr. album that I like replay a lot. Yeah. And he also asks, Norm from Cheers also asks, hey, can I borrow a copy of The Iron Giant? No. No, not at all. Yeah, you cannot Sorry. actually, so... Adam Billwall10 uh, asks, what's your relationship to the color orange? You can hear all about it on the secretly incredibly fascinating episode on the color orange that Adam Todd Brown and I recorded with Alex Schmidt. Yes. Beyond that, I don't really have one. It's just my favorite color. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I like a tangerine. Yeah. I'd fuck with a tangerine. Any small orange that peels easy and isn't messy, love it. A golden nugget tangerine, a seedless tangerine mm-hmm. with big, fat, ugly skin that just comes right off. That's a perfect food. I like a tangelo. Ooh, ooh, look at this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Elliot Bebop on Twitter uh, says, Hey, Jeff, I've been buying more comics recently, but I don't really have the space to keep buying them. I have my old and favorite stuff, but is there like a comics trading market for newer titles or a donation program? Do I bag and board everything and fit it wherever forever? Which that's most of us is that one. We just keep them forever and then they become our children's burden. I'll do a purge sometime where I'll go through, keep the stuff that I absolutely want, the key issues, the stuff that I think is going to be worth money in the future. And then you can either bring the box and sort of like buck a book it to your local place or sell it at a yard sale. I sold a bunch of comics at a yard sale for a buck a book and they sold out immediately. Or you can donate them to a hospital or a shelter or something like that. And they you could probably help out some kids or goodwill. You can figure it out. You're smart. You'll figure it out. Uh, You'll get there. I'm doing these in order, so sometimes we're getting repeat question askers, so we apologize. People will live. It's fine. Yeah, Uh, because I'm not going to, like, cherry pick them as I'm going through a list of 53 questions. Get the H out of here. Norm from Cheers, will we ever get more walls? Maybe. Maybe. It's a lot. Like, I wrote both of those by myself. I didn't play the music that is behind them, but I had to find that shit and put it all together. And, I mean, it's a bit of a task. I might do another one at 
at some point, though. Fair. Allison Davis is giving us a classic Twitter question, which is, if you could replace any movie with an all-Muppet cast except for one actor, what would it be, and who wouldn't you replace? And I have an easy answer for this one. Mm. Muppets take Manhattan, and Jason takes Manhattan. I put them together. Jason is the only human. I like that. I don't know. Tiger King? Make everyone in it fucking animals, I guess. A Muppet, yeah. Yeah, Muppets, animals, whatever. How about Caligula? Yeah, something like that. Eyes Wide <laughs> Shut might be fun. Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut, where yeah. there's all these puppets fucking. Just and Muppets and Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's what I want. Eyes Wide Shut. Fair enough. See, that's a good one. We came together with that one. But I do like the idea of, of a slasher film where it's one monster killing Muppets. Yeah. Fucking animal getting beat against a tree in a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. that would be <laughs> such an easy thing to do. Yeah. He's so light. <laughs> getting destroyed okay blog Yadamosoyo asks are there any conspiracy theories that you used to believe but have since changed your mind i used to be way more into ancient alien theory and then i started looking into it a little more and that's just some racist bullshit yeah i can't really think of any others beyond that there's some, i mean there's conspiracy theories i believe and conspiracy theories i don't believe but there haven't been really any that i believed and then someone turned me around to the government's point of view that's probably not going to happen so yeah. god's a big one for me well i mean that's a different kind of question though that's yeah but you know it's you know some it's kind of a conspiracy a bunch of guys trying to make you feel comfortable about being poor so you don't ask too many questions well i think you're talking more organized like religion stuff, yeah. than god yeah. yeah that's a whole different thing <clears throat> yes yeah i don't know just conspiracy theories in general i got a weird relationship with them it just really bothers me that we're still at this point where people are like i don't believe conspiracy theories and it's like really none so you think we went to war in iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction because yeah. if you say no then you do believe in conspiracy theories you don't have to believe them all, but saying I don't believe any conspiracy theories is as pig-headed as saying I believe all conspiracy theories. So, I don't know. I believe the ones I believe, and there hasn't really been any that I've had my mind changed on that hard. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, it can, yeah, it can happen. Adam, mm-hmm. Bill Wall, again, I love all the questions, Bill. Will Jeff ever start to tell us how his week was, only for Adam to whip out a guitar and introduce a new segment about what he's been up to? We addressed this on the last episode. The cutoffs don't work as well on Zoom. You're dealing with so many different dynamics, and I demonstrated it on an episode recently, or it was the episode before last, I think, the one with Jen Scott and Sliceberg. And when Sliceberg was talking about it, I hit a button to cut him off, and Jen Scott was like, did it work? I didn't hear anything at all. It's different when people are listening through different sources and things like that. It's not the same. A lesser podcast would have kept that bit going even though we moved into the COVID era. But we are not a lesser podcast, so we cut that shit out in the interest of making it a better podcast. Fair enough. Paul Gebel, the king of TV, asks on Twitter, considering he defeated Mork, had superpowers, and never knew his dad, do you think Fonzie was half alien? Maybe. I think so. It would explain why he disguised himself as a 40-year-old man hanging out with teenagers. Yeah, something was going on there that was giving him that kind of access, because he shouldn't have had it. Fonzie shouldn't have been at high schools. That guy was... 35 at least yeah wouldn't have been funny if he was just so fucking stupid he couldn't graduate yes in real life that was his whole thing yeah yeah has there been a realization of a nicer celebrity than the guy that played fonzie being just the nicest dude on the planet yeah 
Henry Winkler's great. Yeah, he's just an absolute delight. Um, Alex James asks, I've heard Adam and Jeff interview people both together and separately in the past, and they're both good at it. Excellent. Not a question, but that worked. Mm -hmm. So here's the question. Is there a content creator living only the two of you would want to interview as a team? Who and why? Joe Rogan. Jose Canseco. Oh, Jose Canseco would be fun. I would do Joe Rogan just because, I mean, everyone knows this. He doesn't question people and no one fucking questions him. I would love to get in front of fucking Joe Rogan and ask him a whole shit ton of questions. Actually, John Oliver. I want to ask John Oliver who wrote his segment about Venezuela because I feel like it wasn't his team of people. Yeah. How about you? I wonder. Jose Canseco. Yeah. Yeah. Jose. I, Dennis I Rodman will. would be fun. I feel like Dennis Rodman would be an unreliable get, as in I think he would get up and leave or he'd show oh, up Oh, I think wrong. Jose Canseco would. I think Jose Canseco would stick it through. I feel like Rodman's more of a walkaway guy, and Jose is a more of a, like, a, I'll fight you after this guy. Yeah, could be. Well, I don't want to fight Jose Canseco either. I mean, no. I want to see you fight him, but I don't want to fight him. I mean, he got his ass beat that one time against that dude from, like, Barstool or something like that. I kind of feel like I'd do okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I've never seen the dude from Barstool. Like, that makes it sound like it's some... He was, like, kind of a doofy dude. Oh, okay. And he... Well, let me fight that guy first, and then we'll see how things go. (laughs) To work your way up, like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Exactly, I think most times when people ask me about what celebrity interaction I want to be involved in, it's mostly always going to be Jose Canseco, because I find him fascinating. Yeah, he is a fascinating character, for sure. Okay, Slipknot's Berry Farm. Oh, God, that's such a good, <laughs> that's a good such name. a good name. Mackenzie Chill, best shoes in the business. Gary Busey's on Cameo, but it's $465 to get one. But he will improv and riff on your request. Is it worth it? Yeah. If Gary- you have the money, absolutely it's worth it. That is Gary Busey huge. has been getting acting work this whole time because he's a good actor. Even after getting in a motorcycle accident and breaking his brain, Gary Busey's a really good actor. And if you go watch his stuff before that, like the Buddy Holly story, he's fucking amazing in that. So, yeah, if you can afford a Gary Busey cameo, of course. (laughs) I mean, who among us doesn't have $500 to drop on Gary Busey just going to town? All right. Let's see. We have Franzis Kofta asks, one, will you both be featuring on more Cracked Alumni podcasts? They're always good. Sure, of course we will. I'm sure we'll find ourselves on different podcasts. It happens. Yeah, but also Cracked is dead. You all get that, right? We're all still alive, but that fucking idea and that fucking team, I don't work for Cracked anymore. I will say that. Yeah, there's another question here about you and burying the hatchet with Jason. It would give great I don't have any problem energy. with Jason Parge, and I just don't respect his opinions on politics. I yeah, don't think like he's as insightful as people make him out to be. And I think he sometimes mistakes confidence for correctness. But <laughs> as a person, I'm sure he's fine. Like, I haven't met him that much. I haven't heard from him at all since I was fired. And I did reach out to him. But no, we probably won't bury the fucking hatchet. Yeah, but it's not like there's a big hatchet problem anyway. It's there's just, not a big hatchet big, problem, yeah. but also fucking let it go. I think that people are really trying to recapture like the 2011 glory days. Well, crack fired me, so it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then uh, three, what's a must read book or graphic novel that you would recommend? Do you have a book that you would recommend, Adam? Like a must read book, how algorithms shape our world. People should go read that because the pushback I always get when I mention this book, there's a story in there about how this algorithm like 
went awry and almost caused this huge stock market crash. And it's a real thing that happened. And people always are like, uh, algorithms don't break. It wasn't the, it was something. And it's like, well, fucking read the book, man. You sure about that? Yeah. So read how algorithms shape our world. It's an older book. I read it like when I first moved to LA, but it's fascinating. And I don't think the things that they talk about in that book have gotten better since then. From a graphic novel perspective, the book I think that gets most people into that world is actually Fables Volume 1. I think that's a good crossover book that a lot of ideas were ripped off from it and created into TV shows. But the idea of like the Fables community, the fairy tale community living in our world worked really well. It's great. It has great crossover appeal. So that's the graphic novel that I would recommend. Book that I would recommend? I don't I don't read. I've been doing some conspiracy podcast episodes about a book called The CIA and the Cult of Intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it was the first book the government ever went to court to try to censor. And it's written by a former CIA agent. And it's about the formation of the CIA and the crazy shit the CIA was getting up to even back then. This book came out in like 1970. And I keep bringing up conspiracy theories, but it's a book people should read if you're one of those, oh, I don't believe conspiracy theory types. Like, we don't have all these intelligence agencies for nothing. They're out there doing crazy shit. And the CIA is the craziest of them all. And this book came out in 1970, and the government tried to stop it. If you look at the CIA since then, they have not calmed down or stopped doing what was mentioned in that book since. So read it to get a good handle on how our government actually works on the world stage. I hate to break it to you, but we do not go to war to stop genocides. Not in Ukraine, not in anywhere else. If we did that, we'd be at war so much more than we are. I also would say if you ever want a good example of somebody that's writing about the current world and does it masterfully, just read old Steinbeck. I mean, you can't read new Steinbeck, but John Steinbeck (laughs) books are like, yeah, every time I read them, I'm just like, fuck, man. I'm surprised he got away with writing the books that he did at the time. They talked about that shit in Congress. Yeah. They were mad at him for the Grapes of Wrath for like making it look so bad. And then people are like, actually, he made it look somehow better than what it actually is. David Ruff asked a very interesting question, and I'm going to twist it a little bit. But what's the worst gift either of you has ever received? I mean, this woman's heart was in the right place. But I worked at an insurance place in Wisconsin once and... It was when I was like a super duper Nirvana fan. Like I've kind of changed my tone on them as a band since then. But at the time, man, I was obsessed with Nirvana. And this woman bought me Nirvana's Bleach CD for my birthday one year, just out of the blue. And was like, do you have this one? And it's like, I have like 55 Nirvana bootlegs. Like, of course I have their first album. It was was really nice though. It was very nice. But I had to be like, no, of course I don't have this. But do you have the receipt? And I didn't ask for the receipt. I just kept it because yeah. it was. But it Sold was it on it, eBay. Yeah. But like, of course, I already had that. I'm going to flip it a little bit. And I'm going to say the gift that the person thought was going to be the worst as a prank that turned out to be the best. And that was a Snuggie. Uh, mm. I got a Snuggie for, as a gift. And the person's like, <laughs> get it. And that thing fucks. I love that thing so much. It is amazing. I fail to see how a Snuggie wouldn't be. It's a fucking blanket with sleeves, man. It was such like a prank gift that people had that they were giving around like 2008, 2009. Like people were like, look at this fucking stupid thing. And I'm like, I fucking love this. That'd be like Um, getting a pair of Crocs as a gag gift. You ever put a pair of Crocs on your fucking feet? 
Ooh, it's like put your feet in sex. Oof. I would also add that homemade cookies when I was a teacher. Oh, yeah. I'd fucking, I used to just throw that shit in the trash. Sorry, but if you're a student or a parent of a student and it's Christmas or a holiday, don't do baked goods. It's nice, but it doesn't go well. Yeah. I stopped doing those Italian cookies with the like anise in them. Mm, that sounds, yeah, those are gross. Give me a licorice carbs. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, but also I should add, in general, gifts are always mostly good. Like if someone buys you a gift, it yeah. means they were thinking about you and only you in that moment. And be fucking appreciative. Even if it's something you didn't need, even if you think it's stupid, just don't be an asshole when someone gives no. you a gift. Absolutely. I'm very much operate on the it's the thought that counts principle. 100%. Yeah. And I also pride myself on putting a lot of thought into every gift that I get uh, for people. Like, I think I'm really good at doing gifts. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. You did just get me that Daryl Strawberry rookie card. I got the Daryl Strawberry rookie card, everybody. That was my, that was my Don the, West. The Daryl Strawberry 1983 Tops Traded rookie card. The one baseball card I never got when I was a kid. Mint nine. I tried to get gem mint 10 and holy shit. <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, don't. I was like, I like you, dude, but I don't like you. $570 worth. I was shocked that it was still that valuable. Like it made me regret selling all my baseball cards in the day, even though I never had that one. But yeah, like, there's a rebound. It's worth about what I sold all my cards for back then. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Next question from Pellymom14. That's actually my friend Julie. Very, very good friends. And side note, started out as my high school crush. What's your favorite episode so far this year? And why is it Baba Vanga? <laughs> and I think she might be right. That was a fun episode. That episode, I re-listened to it not terribly long ago. And just Caitlin Cut delivers the best deadpan jokes on a podcast that I can think of. She's so talented. Yeah, that's a really good episode. I feel like a lot of our episodes have been good recently. Here's the thing. My viewpoint on my work in general is once I get like a year removed from anything, I go back and read it or listen to it. And I'm like, I could have done better. I didn't even know what I was doing at that point. Like that's been the entire time yeah. I've been writing on the internet. If you asked me in 2011, I'd tell you everything I wrote in 2009 was ass and should be deleted from the internet. You like, should be deleted from the internet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten better as we've gone along as a network, and I feel like the shows have just generally improved. I know there have been changes that people don't like. I know the show's not as wacky as it used to be, but I feel like the podcasts are better than they have ever been right yeah. now. And yeah, the Baba Vanga episode was great. There's the line where we talk about her having a sandblasted face and she just goes, not a blackhead on her. <laughs> I think right? about that joke just so perfectly. She didn't take half a second to deliver that joke. And I think about it all the time. Yeah. Shout out to Caitlin. Shout out. Uh, Minivan Milf. Oh, that's a good one. If you could make two people from history meet and have a conversation, who would they be? It could be funny, enlightening, whatever reason. Any two people from history, like forever, forever, forever? Mm. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. I don't know. I Kurt, could throw a couple Kurt out. Cobain and Courtney Love. But now, like after the events of the marriage of, them. of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, I would like to bring them both back from the dead to chop it up about how that fella's career ended. Because, uh, <laughs> bit of a Bit of a prank finish there. 
Yeah. I would like to see George Washington and Barack Obama because I would just love to see George Washington be like, well, this wasn't what I had planned. Let's back up. There's a lot. Maybe uh, Albert Einstein and Jose Canseco. Yeah, that would be evenly matched. <laughs> Frost v. Nixon, too. He would get knocked out the way he did from that fucking barstool guy. <laughs> yeah, he would. You just see him having a conversation and just a black eye starts showing up on his face. <laughs> like he's getting murdered by Freddy Krueger in a dream. Norm from Cheers in the comments. Einstein also famously into road beef. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that. He was a pea hound, that Albert Einstein. We've got time for a couple more questions this episode, right? Yeah. All right. If you could play rock, paper, scissors against anyone dead or alive, and if you won, you'd get a wish or favor from them, who would you choose and why? Steve Jobs, and I'd ask for a lot of money. Yeah. With a wish? Yeah, a wish? I don't know. Are Carla Gugino. <laughs> Once again, are you going to ask the Bee Gees question? I'll get to it. I'm literally asking every question. Okay. I'm just going okay. down I'm just the list. <laughs> Uh, and that was a question from T. McGreasy, by the way. Riley asks, Jeff, do you believe in ghosts? I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, don't ask such a concise question if you don't want yeah, such a, a concise answer. <laughs> I sure don't. Yeah, you didn't even I, ask me, so moving on. Well, you do, right? <laughs> it depends on what you mean by believe in. What are you, Clinton? I don't think I'm so convinced that they are completely impossible. I'm not a scientist. I don't know enough about these things to say for sure. No one does people can do. just have their gut instincts you're a gut instinct Goddamn right i am adam chris murphy wants to know what is one thing in life that is conceivable that you have the means to do and want to do but haven't had the chance yet i want to go to the u.s open <laughs> and i have never done it i looked into it and it's attainable people who live in new york go to the u.s open all the time and i had designs on it in the year 2020 and I don't remember what happened, but something made it so I couldn't go to the U.S. Open in 2020. And then I've just kind of lost sight of it ever since then. But man, if you're talking about a sport that is just fun to watch on television or in person, tennis fucking rules. Tennis is a blast yeah. to watch. It might be the best sport to watch. I fucking love tennis so much. Once you get into a really intense, ten like the... Rafa Nadal at the Australian Open this year. It's one of the coolest sporting event things I have ever seen in my life. It was so great. So I want to go to the U.S. Open. It's very doable. I guess there's like there's a lot of cities that I want to perform in that I haven't yet. You know, like uh, perform in Portland. That mm. sounds like something that I would just like to do. And that seems very doable. It's just, you know, that or like have abs. I got really close at one point. But yeah, there's lots of places I'd like to perform but it's more just there's places I'd like to see. I don't necessarily care why I'm there. Yeah. We'll do. What do you say? You want to get one more in? Let's get one more in. Okay. This is a good one from Nolan. We love Nolan. He said, if you could each pick any sporting event to send the other two by themselves, which ones would you pick? Adam, I'm sending you to the U.S. Open. Hey, I like hey. it. I would send Jeff to the Winter Classic so you can sit in the fucking ice and snow and watch hockey, you maniac. Yeah, look at that. In a football arena. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, mean, I remember they did the Winter Classic when it was the one that was in Fenway. And I was just like, oh, that doesn't just seem fun at all. No, that is not the time to be sitting outside watching sports. I yeah. get the association because the ice and yeah. then there's ice everywhere else. But no. Yeah. I don't want to be outside on New Year's. Get the hell out of here. Can I ask the Bee Gees question? 
before we get out of here? Pamela Forrest at Pam Pam Bay, B-E-I, says, do you agree that Barry Gibb is greater than any one Beatle? Barry Gibb is not greater than Ringo Starr on his own. I hate this question because it, (laughs) first of all. I love that you needed to get this thing out. Well, here's the thing. I hate this revisionist history about the Beatles where people pretend they weren't good. The Beatles music is still poured over and obsessed over because it is good. And even those early albums where they're ripping people off, the arrangements of those songs are really fucking interesting. Musically, sonically, artistically, the Beatles were miles and miles and miles ahead of most bands, including the fucking Rolling Stones, who are just a blues cover band. The difference between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the Beatles were also a blues cover band when they started. The difference is the Beatles stopped being that, and the Rolling Stones just kept being that for eh, about 70 years. And as far as the Bee Gees, motherfuckers, name your favorite Bee Gees album. They got 22. Name one that isn't the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, because there's only six Bee Gees songs on that. I would argue people love six Bee Gees songs. They don't love the Bee Gees. They don't know shit about the Bee Gees in most cases. So, no, Barry Gibb is not even in the same room with the Beatles. Here's the thing. The Bee Gees are a McDonald's cheeseburger. Delicious together in their individual parts. Not that interesting. The Beatles are a I McDonald's. Those onions, though. Would you eat a spoonful of them on their own? I, sh- I sure would. No, you wouldn't. They turn pink in warm water. They're fucking gross. But the Beatles, they're that deluxe breakfast. You can dole that out. You get the pancakes. You get the sausage. You get the eggs. You get the hash browns. Everyone's going to be happy. That's the Beatles. Ringo Starr has almost as many albums as the Bee Gees. Ringo Starr has 20 fucking solo albums. The Bee Gees aren't even in the same arena as the Beatles. See, you caught me at a bad time in history because I've been rebuilding my digital music collection and I just got to the Beatles. And the way I got all the Beatles albums was I bought this box set that has all of their studio albums in it. And I ripped them to my computer and then put them on my iPod. And when I do that, I immediately listen to all of it to make sure none of the songs skip or anything. I don't have to replace anything. So I've been like power listening to the Beatles catalog for the past week. So no, 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 I'm not going to agree that Barry Gibb is greater than he. He's probably not even the best Bee Gees. I think that the Beatles are very talented people that I don't care anymore like that argument is just i prefer the music of the stones every year every year i get older i prefer the rolling stones more i don't know what that says about me if i'm just getting older and that's what old men do is they like the thing that's more direct i don't know but hey i don't give a shit about barry gibb either way yeah i don't care that much again i think people pretend to like the bgs more than they like the bgs like you don't like the Uh, bgs you like the saturday night fever soundtrack I like George Harrison a lot, mostly because of how he reacts to getting murdered. Yeah. That's very funny to me. Yeah. I mean, George Harrison is, I think, most people's favorite Beatle by this point. He seems pretty innocuous, too, like not harmful. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from John Lennon, I don't think any of the Beatles were harmful. John Lennon was a piece of shit, but Paul just was happily married for decades and made (laughs) shitty songs with wings. I still feel like I could take the Beatles. Like, I could take all four Beatles in their prime versus me at my prime. I would win the fight. Well, yeah, but I don't know that the Beatles' fighting ability is a thing people comment on. I know, but, on. you know. But, yeah, probably. Yeah, they were they were a bunch of scrawny fucks. But Fucking destroy them. Yeah. I fucking, I still love the Beatles. I still, like, going back and listening to all their 
music again. I was always of the opinion that those early albums were just kind of like they were fine. But going back and listening to them, those early albums fucking rule too. Yeah, man, Twist and Shout fucks. It's a good song. Yeah, that's the thing. Their versions of those songs are really... George Martin was a very good producer. There's that part of the Beatles story, too. Like, George Martin is amazing. And wrote uh, Game of Thrones. Right. So, like, yeah. he, unbelievable multi-hyphenate. He did that while producing all those Beatles songs. Crazy. Yeah. Wild. That is wild. That's wild, wild stuff. I'm I don't know too. if you have another question, but I want to address this one quick. I have, I have 30 more questions. I know that, so but I mean for this episode. Well, go ahead. Take it. At Goblin underscore Jack. Years ago, something happened downtown to Adam and I think Anna V, and they swore they would never talk about it. What the heck happened? Every time, every time someone's like, hey, you know that thing that you were worried you would get murdered over if you talked about it? Will you talk about it? No, and it was Vanessa. It wasn't Anna Valenzuela, and we were not downtown. We were in South Central Los Angeles. How about this? How about you go to South Central Los Angeles and start asking questions? Get one of those little notebooks and start asking questions and see how that goes. Yeah, just go poke around. See if anyone's got any answers for you. Poke around. See if you can get Adam killed. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I'm never talking about that. Do we want to do another one on this episode, or we want to save them for the next one? Let's do one more to close out. Okay, Adam Xavier at SXINIAC on Twitter asks, guys, has heartburn gotten worse for you as you've gotten older? Have you had to give up certain foods? No. Yeah, not really. I have in recent years stopped intentionally ordering things like food competition level spicy. Yeah, Like just regular spicy is fine by me. But other than that, I haven't had to, like I've had to scale back on beer Beer makes does weird things to my stomach these days, so I can't drink beer like I used to. But even then, I can. I just it's just an uncomfortable day the next day, but it's not like a life threatening thing. I think um, I've had heartburn once. Yeah, I've just never I've never been a big heartburn sufferer. I had that long stretch where I had where I was sick for three months, but beyond that, yeah, I've never yeah. I've never really dealt with heartburn that much. I, I don't I- eat as crazy as people might expect. I thought I was having a heart attack when I had the heartburn because I didn't know yeah. what it was. I was like, this feels this is a, a strange sensation. I don't even know what it was from. I don't recall eating anything. My preferred spice level is like Frank's Red Hot, where like the hot sauce is more of like a flavor mm-hmm. than it is like, we're going to make your nuts sweat. I don't need that. Yeah, but I mean, like Indian food. I would order Indian food and order it spicy. And that's just unnecessary with most Indian food. Fair, yeah. Like, I used to do Vindaloo, and then I've calmed down. But I would order Vindaloo spicy, and I've calmed down in that way that I'll just order a regular Vindaloo now. I had Vindaloo for dinner last night. I used to go, yeah, like, balls to the wall with it. I'd be like, I'm a man. Yeah, yeah. There's this weird version of masculinity that dudes have. I call it the drive-a-stick masculinity, where they invent a reason to seem masculine, and it's just stupid. They can be like, I can handle hot stuff and drive a stick. And it's like, man, this is sad. Yeah, I was at a bar in New York City once, and the guy I was with, I ordered these chicken wings, and I was like, I'm going to get the spiciest ones. He was like, no, you're not. Why would you do that? He was like, you want to eat, right? You don't want to just like suffer through this lunch we're about to have. And I was like, fuck you. I can handle it. These wings came out. They were fucking yellow. The sauce was yellow. I don't know what it was. And they were brutal. I got through one and a half and was like, fucking bring me a burger. I'm going to die. And ever since then, I don't try to get fancy with how hot I order food. No one gives a shit. You should have had to buy that guy's dinner. 
I should have. But also, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, Adam, I mean, that looks like our first Q&A episode has been wiped off the face of the earth. Is that? No, that's not what it was. Well, we're going to delete this at the end. Yeah. This is like a oh, print, like, like a, like a print like a, song. Like a Buddha board. Yeah. 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 We're going to do our best work and then just delete it so no one can hear it. Nothing uh, is permanent, Adam. Never, never. That's really true. That's true with the internet. It's the, it's the exact opposite. People are like, everything's live forever on the internet. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Go try to find a fucking article about the war in Iraq from 2006. Probably can't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Donna says, is this replacing 69 Minutes? No, why? I could, I could never replace Chet Wild. Why would this replace 69 Minutes? This is just me and Jeff. We didn't have any ideas for episodes this week. Well, we got tired. We were talking about it, and I was just like, we, we got to like maybe back off from all the heart-wrenching current events shit, too. So, yeah, that's our episode. We do have a whole shit ton of questions left, so we'll probably got- do another episode or two. Until then, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Well, if you are in New England, you should probably come out and see me, because um, I'm going to be there. Don't. Uh, so you can check that out. Sunday, April 10th, I will be at the Chelmsford Center for the Arts in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. Tuesday, uh, April 12th, I'll be at Merrimack Games and Comics in Merrimack, New Hampshire. And Thursday, April 14th, I'll be at Redemption Rock Brewing in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find tickets and access to those shows through my social media at Hey There Jeffro. You can also check out Jeff Has Cool Friends. That's a show about my cool friends. Uh, you got something to say? You got something to say, motherfucker? No. Because you're not, you are, you've been my cool friend and it was great. No, Uh, I remember that. You can check that out. Early access to unedited, uncensored episodes with bonus content available at patreon.com slash Jeff May, as well as a fine with Kim Crawl, which is a mutual Patreon exclusive. On top of that, you can also check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. And uh, you don't even like sports on this network with Adam, who doesn't like sports. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Um, Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tick. You can get bonus episodes there. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. I'm going to have some things to plug very soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. So Bolo. Adam's plugging things. It means be on the lookout. Hell yeah. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the 5,000 questions rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jeff Mint 10. Oh,